We welcome in former CEO of Richmond, St Kilda, and also the Melbourne Storm. G'day, Brian Waldron. Hey, boys, how are we? Going extremely well. Now, Haggis and I want to talk to you about uh, the perennial problem called the Gold Coast Suns. Everybody's mm-hmm. calling. They've come out. Their chairman's come out, Tony Cochran. He wants uh, some, some priority picks and all that. Mm-hmm. Will that fix it? No, well, I think you've got to go back to what happened 30-odd years ago with the Sydney Swans when I remember sitting on the couch at home when the news came out that they nearly went and Ross Oakley and the commission said, no, they're far too important to the financial future of the competition. So they gave them a bevy, a suite of, of solutions that would help them be successful. If you remember back then, no-one wanted to go to Sydney. No-one wanted to play up there. So they brought in a Rule 7 special assistance which actually landed them uh, Stuart Maxfield, who went on to be captain of the club and still there. They were able to get Ross Lyon, although they lost him to Brisbane in the end, but they were able to get him through the rule. And, of course, Paul Ruse. And the other thing they did is they gave him Tony Lockett. They gave him Tony Lockett as part of a sweetness. So I think the first and foremost we've got to decide, boys, are the Gold Coast important? And if they are important, what do we then do? Now, the problem is, since those days, guys, we've got free agency come in. And free agency conspires against the struggling teams. Because there's no opportunity anymore through a pre-season draft to use that as leverage because free agency means people can go wherever they want. Whereas in those days, as you recall, with Brisbane Lions at that time with the Bears, they got Alistair Lynch through the pre-season draft for nothing, gave him a godfather offer. That doesn't exist now. So I think we've got to go, how do we make them successful? There's a number of things we need to do. We have to give them more money to encourage players to go and play there. Stuart Maxfield left Richmond when I was there in 1995, for one reason, one reason alone, money. They made him a godfather offer, and he ended up captaining the club and changing the culture of the place. We had no idea at the time at Richmond how good, he, how, how good he would be, but they got him, and then they surrounded him with really good people. And I think that's the starting point, isn't it? Then the AFL, we've got to say, boys, are they important? And if they are, they have to put some resources into the place to make it good. People laugh at what they did in City at the time. They put Barassi up there. And they put Ron Joseph up there. Now, they may have been old, but they were wise, weren't they? And they had some experience. If we look now what's going on in the Gold Coast, I think we're struggling to see that they've got the right off-field people that give them the profile that would enable them to encourage people to come. I think that's a starting point. The second thing is they have to make the decisions themselves. And we look at the Brisbane Lions right now, and we discussed this during the week, Brad. They, have, they decided four or five years ago there is no point drafting Melbourne kids. Because Melbourne kids know Melbourne's a damn good place to be. So what they went did, they drafted country kids who don't know how good Melbourne is to live in and don't live every day growing up with being able to attend activities in Melbourne and live in the bubble of Melbourne. They went and got the likes of McCluggage and Berry, And what they did is they brought them into Brisbane, which is a good city, and made it a place that they surrounded with other people like Luke Hodge, who's a country boy, and other people that made it a place that they wanted to be. Lucky now, we've got a situation... Neil. Absolutely. We're a country boy from country South Australia. Now, we've got a situation this year with Brisbane... Sorry, with the Gold Coast, with the first two picks in the draft, and they're talking about getting assistance. And, Kim, you'll be interested in this. The two best kids in the draft are a kid called Raoul and a kid called Anderson. They're both kids from uh, the equivalent of Peppermint Grove, mate. Hmm. That's where they're from. They are from... Carey Grammar, elite schools that live in elitist areas of Melbourne that have grown up in that area. So I would be saying to the Gold Coast, we're going to give you an extra draft pick there, but if the Gold Coast are any good, they should trade those two picks for established players and later picks in the draft. 
and draft some kids that they can build a base around. And until they do that, I think they're wasting their time. They drafted the boy King last year, whose father used to be chairman of St Kilda, whose brother was drafted at St Kilda. Well, that's a recipe for disaster, isn't it? You're always going to lose those players they are going to come back to Melbourne. So they've got to get a couple of things right. One, get their people right off field. Two, they've got to recruit the right players. The third and foremost, boys, the AFL Commission have got to make a decision if the Gold Coast are worthwhile. And they went to the Gold Coast a decade ago and decided it was worthwhile because of a huge growth area in the northern rivers of New South Wales and the Gold Coast. But since then, they've been a basket case because they haven't had any continuity and any quality of people coming through the place. So until the commission go to everyone else, they say to Eddie, and they say to Jeff Kennett, and they say to Nizzy over there, and they say to Rossich and anyone else, you know what, these people are going to get whatever we need to give them to make them successful, and you've just got to cop it, they're never going anywhere. How's that? Oh, look, it, it, I think you've summed it up. The bottom line is that you just need damn good people that are going to attract good people with good decision-making. And also then, as you said, with the, uh, the the coaching side of things, you need damn good people that have, have enormous reputations and have that fatherly type of approach to encourage people to stay for longer periods of time. If you've got people that you don't have a great deal of respect for, I, I don't blame some of these young kids and then even some of the guys that have given a few years' service, like the May and like Lynch, to say, oh, I'm out of here. This is offering me nothing. If I don't go somewhere else soon, I'm going to miss the chance of even playing finals, let alone winning a premiership. So... It's mm. got to be the type of people that can encourage so that a fatherly type of figure, vastly experienced, a damn good coach, a damn good man manager, like what Chrissy Fagan's doing with Brisbane, but they've mm. got to be given that sort of a surety. If they're going to give them... Draft picks is not necessarily the, uh, the right nah. way to go. It needs to be money and funding, additional funding, and also for the players. So the COLA, the old living away from home allowance factor. Uh, but the AFL's got to invest more money to every club, not just the Gold Coast, to assist with welfare of players. So the Gold Coast should get more. But every other club from West Coast, Adelaide, the rich clubs, Collingwood, the power clubs and Essendon, the power clubs, more money to welfare well, their players so that they're great people, comfortable with lo- in, within their lives that is an AFL footballer in the bubble they live in and make sure that they want to stay with that organisation for longer periods of time. This $10 million soft, the $10 million soft cap is garbage. It needs to yeah. be a lot bigger and certainly for somewhere like Gold Coast. But, but Haggis, the competition conspires against the lesser popular teams. It, it clearly because they're better managed. No, they're better managed. No, no, no. The, no, the rules conspire against it because free agency kill the... The Bulldogs premiership two years ago, we'll go down in history, as one of the most remarkable premierships ever because free, cause players don't want to go to the Bulldogs now because they, they've got other alternatives. Dylan Shield came back to Melbourne last year and he went to Essendon for one reason alone. Two reasons. One, he could get there under the rules. But secondly, they set him down to, you're going to play in front of bumper crowds every week. That's what happens. When I was at St Kilda in 2000, we were able to get Aaron Hamill and Fraser Gary because we were able to sit in front of Trevor Nisbet and do a deal with him and say to Fraser Gary, mate, you're either coming to us in the pre-season draft or you trade and we trade for you and we make it better. That's what the Swans are able to do with Lockett when they got him. Free agency doesn't allow that now. It is a major problem for the game. And the AFL needs to go, OK, we'll accept free agency, but let's not compensate clubs for losing players. Let's make it that you don't get a bonus. I mean, for Frawley to leave Melbourne and for Melbourne to get picked through in the draft was an absolute joke. But to, for Hawthorne to be able to get Frawley made it impossible for other teams. So I think we've got a major problem. I would be saying to the, if I'm the Gold Coast, you know what I'd be doing? I'd be walking in saying, we need an extra $2 million. We need $2 million. We need to pay really good players. You can sign up on the players. But we need to give some godfather deals 
to great players that have come and play with this club. Now, the problem you've got is this, though. They haven't done that in the past. They've selected poorly. Whereas GWS, in their defence, I know we looked at that game the other day and the crowd was poor and everything else, but they drafted Phil Davis and they drafted Callum Moore. They picked him up as free agent. They took really good quality players, didn't they? So yeah. they've got to select well, but that will help them build a base. No one wanted to go to Sydney 30 years ago. No one wanted to go near the joint. Everyone wants to go now. And we can talk, Brad, about the Gold Coast being a crap joint. And that, it's not a crap joint. I tell you what, I prefer to, grow up, to wake up of a morning at the moment. Would you, would you prefer to wake up <laughs> on the beaches of the Gold Coast or in Melbourne? And if you know your footy team's a chance to win a flag, you'll, grow up, you'll wake up on the Gold Coast every day of the week. Brian, you'll push for time. Opportunity. Yeah, you'll push for time. We'll push for time. But I can't let you go without saying that you were at the, the Melbourne Storm when you recruited a fellow called Cameron Smith playing his oh, 400th yeah. game tonight against Cronulla at Amy Stadium. Yeah, and I was at a lunch yesterday where Craig Bellamy was at and we were talk- he was talking about that he drives you mad because he's such a balanced man. The one thing people... Uh, the difference between league blokes and AFL blokes, not, not as a general rule, but one thing Cameron Smith is, he's a worker. He's had an incredible run with injuries, but if you saw Cameron Smith in the street when I do sometime, if he's not training, he's digging trenches, he's digging trenches in someone else's yard, he's fixing his car, he's a worker by nature. And he has worked as hard as anyone else in the game. There's a few AFL boys to learn a lesson from Cameron Smith, not just with his humility, but his willingness to get the best out of himself. And oh, he's a wonderful ambassador. He'll be the greatest player ever to play the game, boys. Which Good is on you, Brian. Thing for the Melbourne Storm. Cheers, Good boys. Thanks for your time, Brian. Brian Waldron there. Heck, some interesting points raised.